It is the KRMG Morning News with Dan Potter and Jen Townley, and we are glad to welcome back to the show Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stick. Good morning, Governor. Hey, good morning. Between the topics that your aides have suggested that we touch on and some that we want to get to ourselves, I, no small talk here. we got to get busy. But before we get to politics or, or policy questions. Good morning, Governor. It's been a tough couple of days for Oklahomans. A tornado did a lot of damage in the Lake Texoma area Monday. What did you see when you toured the damage around Kingston yesterday? Yeah, well, it, it, it sure was. Uh, it's you know, one of the one of the saddest parts about my job is just going down and comforting those families and seeing the damage. And uh, so it was just devastating. You know, when you you just forget how devastating a tornado can be. So we just saw, you know, a whole neighborhood and it was kind of a rural area. So there were houses, you know, kind of close together uh, that were uh, destroyed there in just little pockets. There was a church. Um and but you know the the thing that we're fortunate it went a little bit north of a very very densely populated um, you know kind of mobile home park that just went right to the north of that mm-hmm. so it could have been devastating there uh, a lot of elderly people they told me live there in that community and so um, I think we're fortunate I don't think there was been there hasn't been any fatalities and you just can't imagine when you see entire homes destroyed uh, but the community just kind of rallied around and I mean I talked to families that their homes were destroyed. And yet they were concerned about their neighbors and what was going to happen with their neighbors' uh, homes. So just the Oklahoma standard was in full display uh, down there with uh, all the firefighters, the first responders, and everybody down there helping with the cleanup. So uh, our state resources were, were available. We were down there assessing the damage on the phones with FEMA. Uh, bringing all the resources we can to that community. I'm going to um, assume that the Oklahoma Standard and Neighbor Helping Neighbors going on in Tishomingo this morning, too. Just a horrible situation wow. yesterday with that wreck and the six high school girls killed there. Yes. I mean, it, that is, um, you know, I was flying down there. Um, I was on my way down there whenever they, they uh, told me about that accident. Mm-hmm. And that was just, I was with the highway patrol and, and, um, they they kind of briefed me on uh, working that accident and just so six six high school girls uh, were coming back from lunch, 17 years old, and and um, um, you know were t-boned uh, by a by a semi and all of them died. And um, man, that was uh, I just can't imagine the grief and the families what they're experiencing right now is. You know, you kiss your kids and send them off to school and and it's just a normal day and and uh, they never come back and so. Man, our, our hearts are, that's just absolutely, absolutely devastating for that community. And it's a small community, I think 40, 40 kids in the graduating class. And so it's, a, um, you know, everybody knows everybody. And so that, that whole community is, is struggling. So um, I'll be speaking with the superintendent today and, and uh, offering counseling resources and whatever they need uh, to make sure we send them down there to, uh, to their community. All right, let's get to uh, some burning issues here. Uh, Jen and I did a little informal polling leading up to this interview, uh, asking family and coworkers, you know, what would you like to ask our governor right now? And almost exclusively, the uh, first thing they mentioned was this. Top 10 thought, but not top 10 results. The TV ads being run against you on Fox News Channel, as well as on local TV stations in the state, ads funded by dark money, meaning the contributors are anonymous. They're produced to look like they're funded by conservatives. What do you know about who's behind these ads? Uh, well, uh, just there's some people that uh, that don't like me very much, and I would say it's uh, some of the um, probably the casino bosses, and uh, I've heard uh, the Paycom CEO is behind them. How do you answer the ads point that you freed at least one killer who went on to kill again? Well, 
you know, I'm proud of our criminal justice reform uh, uh, efforts. Most Republicans don't lean into that. We are a law and order state. I've been back in the blue, been making sure that we have all the resources for um, highway patrol, our police across the state. Uh, but when I took office, I want to be top 10 at everything that we do. And um, we were 50th last place in incarceration rate. So either one of two things is, is the problem. We either have worse people in Oklahoma than any other state or, or some of our sentencing and some of our laws are, are messed up. So that commutation I did was the largest commutation in U.S. history, 450. And we are now leading the nation in recidivism rate, meaning that people go back into prison. And uh, so I'm proud of that. We're now 46. I've closed two private prisons, saved about $25 million to the taxpayers. And um, so anyway, the, the, the ads are just simply not true. We don't have worse crime than California and New York. And it's just funny that these folks are trying to attack me on something that, um, you know, Oklahomans agree with me that we need to make sure that uh, some of these low-level drug offenders are, um, have second chances. So that's, that's what that's about morning, Dan and I are going to have breakfast with a Ukrainian couple. The husband had been working here in Tulsa and his wife fled the war to be with him, with her kids. Um, what has your office been hearing about and from Ukrainians in Oklahoma? You know, we've been connecting them with some of our assets, some of our resources. Uh, we've heard the same thing. I've, the one specific example is, is people uh, wanting to go back to get their families out. So I had a uh, a young person that was in school over here that we helped them get back to Ukraine to get their parents out. So just devastated, just seeing it like everybody else on television. Uh, I sent a letter to President Biden uh, on the energy front uh, asking him to stop buying oil from Russia. And I've been on this topic of energy independence ever since I took, uh, took office, uh, testified before Congress in 2019. Uh, but basically, here's the deal. Uh, it's common sense to Oklahoma that we need to supply the resources of America with our own, with the demands of America's energy, uh, with our own resources, with our own jobs, with our own uh, uh, companies, and not buy from uh, folks that don't like us very much. So I sent that letter to President Biden. Uh, fortunately, he agreed with me a couple weeks uh, later, and he has put a moratorium on buying Russian oil. And um, supplying the, deme- the the needs of Americans uh, with our own resources. What's happened to the the notion of buying more oil from Maduro in Venezuela? <laughs> uh, you know, it, again, it's preposterous to yeah. think about. Every president, every administration since 1973 has had an energy independence policy. Whether you're Republican or Democrat, it was common sense that if we have needs and demands in America, we want to supply them with our own with our own resources. Until this administration. And it, it's, it's amazing. I've been to Washington, D.C., tons, meeting with the Secretary of Energy, uh, the president. And why do they not understand when they choke off supply, when they kill the Keystone Pipeline, when they make it impossible to drill on federal lands, when they make the permitting process so difficult and they villainize our oil and gas companies, and then they wonder why the price at the pump goes up? It's just amazing. It's just simple supply and demand issue. And the problem is, they haven't changed demand. We still have to drive to work. We still have to heat our homes and heat our businesses. And so you're not having an intellectual conversation if you don't consider what the demands and the needs are of our electricity grid, of what Americans do every single day. And they're having to bring in Russian tankers full of liquid natural gas to the Boston Harbor to supply the gas needs on the East Coast. 
because they won't approve pipelines for Oklahoma clean burning natural gas and Pennsylvania's clean burning natural gas to get over to the East Coast. So again, uh, it, it's, it's nonsensical. They don't make any sense when they when they argue these policies. And uh, and I, I, Oklahomans and Americans understand that. And I think more and more you're seeing the crisis and these things that are happening in Ukraine. And it's all tied in. Uh, wh- why are we letting Russia get away with this? I can't believe how fast our time together goes. We're we're toward the end here. We've got about a minute left, and I've got to ask you: Have you considered running for Jim Inhofe's seat in the Senate? You know, I, I really haven't. Uh, a lot of people have asked me about that, uh, but here's the deal: I, I love being governor. Um, going up to Washington D.C., you're one of a hundred people. Um, you know, you work on federal issues, and it's super important. We have to get good uh, conservative Oklahomans that think like we do up to Washington D.C. Uh, but as far as running the state, I think being governor is the best job in America. You literally uh, get a chance to, um, you know, manage a $22 billion budget. We've been doing that. We, I just want to touch on this. We have been doing that fantastic for the last three years. I have 2,000 fewer state employees today than I did just a few years back. We've been holding our budgets flat. And because of that, we have the largest savings account we've ever had in our state history. We're $2.5 billion. And I was able to cut taxes last year and for every single local home and every single business. And so that's allowing us now to, um, uh, to be the pro, most pro-business friendly state in the country. And it's causing us to have the lowest unemployment in our state's history. So we're at 2.7%. We're leading the country, actually number fifth in the country in the unemployment rate right now. So just so many good things are going. I couldn't even imagine stepping away. Uh, when we're so close and the momentum is happening in Oklahoma. Governor, thank you for your time as always. We look forward to the next time we speak. Thank you, Governor. Absolutely.